so this morning I, 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 I'm, I'm preaching a, a message that, uh, that I'm really, I must be honest, I'm really afraid of and I'm really, can mess me up, can mess our church up. But over the years, I have like taught you so much of God's word. And I know this morning, once again, there are people here this morning that uh, respect the anointing and the counsel I give from the pulpit. And so, uh, uh, what I'm about to share with you, it's not open for debate. It's not open for discussion. Remember, I adopted this, uh, this, this, this saying of a great man of God. Uh, it's not my job to tell you what to think, uh, just to make sure that you are thinking. So I'm not here to change your way of thinking. I'm not here this morning to actually uh, change your belief. You must realize that I say this, you're going to hear me continuously, that Jesus Christ is my Lord and my Savior. Uh, so he's my Savior. He died on the cross. He's the way through the Father. And I do not doubt the way I believe, and neither do I want to make you doubt the way you believe. But I want to also give you understanding of God's Word and give you insight into God's Word. And I want to thank everybody that last week Sunday were blessed with the preacher that we had from Cape Town and he enjoyed it. And also I thank God for the, for the good words and the comments that I received from people that said to me, Pastor, as much as we enjoyed the preacher, but we missed you, Pastor. And so uh, I'm so glad I get worse for that day and I'm preaching most of the time, amen. But to get words of that say, say, well, wow, that's good to know that people really love me and appreciate me. Don't forget this coming Friday, this coming Wednesday is ladies meeting online. Amen. So please, uh, uh, it's going to be at half past six. We got ladies meeting online. So please, it's only going to be half an hour, just half an hour. Please, it's in your house. So you got no excuse that you can't make it. Join the ladies meeting online. The following week on the Friday, we got men's fellowship and I got two guys that's going to be preaching and men invite another man iron sharpen iron amen we got that coming in uh, then I got Ryan and Titus that's going to be a youth meeting amen online that's going to be happening a week later and then we got Geneve that's going to be doing an interview with the praise and worship team amen that's also coming online amen so please be a part of it. We'll make an announcement. And uh, we know that you guys are going to be blessed. Amen. Well, the subject that I want to preach, I tell, I tell you something. I, I changed my title so many times because I, I don't want people to take it the wrong way along. So my title this morning's message, uh, The Only Way to God. The Only Way to God. Uh, and, you know, there's, there's four uh, points that I want to bring out, Angelique, and just share the four points that I want to bring out that's, that I share with her, and eventually I will talk about it later on, and I don't know whether I can do it this morning. The inclusiveness and the pluralist and the universalist, and I think in this message here, you need to find yourself and understand where do you fit in and what you believe in this morning and so the subject that i'm about to bring up this morning uh, i want you to know does not give room for you to doubt god does not give you room 
to doubt Jesus Christ. But also, I want to be honest and I want to be open this morning that what happens to other religions and what happens to other people, what happens to the Jewish nation, which is God's covenant people uh, that have not accepted Jesus Christ, but yet they have a covenant with God. I asked the question, I asked the pastor this question, and as I and as I begin to bring it out, I said, please, un, please make me understand this here right now. Can you show me one? Show me Peter. Just like just like Peter. Peter was Jesus's right hand guy. Please, you know the word of God. You scrutinize the word of God. Can you please show me from the book of Matthew, right to the book of Revelation, where Peter himself leave alone the rest of the disciples have confessed Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. I said, please make me understand that. I want to know where in the Bible does it says that Peter says, Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe you, Jesus Christ, you are my Lord and you're my Savior. It says there's no way in the Bible. After, well, he first tried to push me around and mess me around. And I said, please, I'm coming back to this place. Where in the scripture does it says that Peter says, Jesus Christ is my Lord and my Savior. He says there's no way in the Bible. So I want you to ask the question. That means because Peter have not confessed publicly Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior, does that mean that Peter is in hell? But how come God had made Peter write the books and become a disciple of Jesus Christ? So you and I know this here, and I must be honest, you and I, we know a lots of non-believers, lots of Muslims, not lots of Hindus that are exceptionally wonderful people. Am I right? We know them. Come on, let's be honest about it. They are absolutely one. And you, I don't know about your mindset, but you know, the person, my personal one is that this is my person, this is home down. He's my big brother. My big brother, I mean, I always say he will make such a beautiful Christian because he's a beautiful person. Really, honestly, he's such a beautiful person. And the other day, I mean, what was on Friday? Yes, Friday. I was waiting in pine town, and all of a sudden I get a video call from my big brother. And he says, he says, he says, this is where he says, he says, no, I just want to see your face. I said, so I just want to see how you are and how you're doing. And he just gave me a video call just to see how I'm doing. But he's a non, he's an Hindu, he's a complete Hindu. And I said to myself, how many Muslims do you know that are beautiful, absolutely outstanding people? And, and yet, have we not condemned them that they are going to go to hell? What has made us so ugly? What has made us so ugly? That we actually condemn people. You know what I believe, honest? Can I just tell you what I want to believe this morning? I want to believe, I want to stop on condemning people and I want to let God be judged because I want to ask you a question and I want to be honest with you this morning. I want to be so honest this morning. Please don't think I'm doubting Jesus Christ. But can I ask you a question? The Bible says this in the book of Genesis, right? And I want to show you this in the book of Genesis. When after Cain had killed Abel, in Genesis chapter uh, 4 and verse number uh, 17, 
This is what the word of God says in Genesis 4. Can you bring my cheek closer? He says, he says, when and Cain knew his wife, and Cain knew his wife, and she conceived. Put on top here, please. She conceived. Now we all across the her a time in our Christian walk, we all learned that Cain's wife was obviously one of Adam's daughters. Am I right? Am I right? Am I right? But have you remember the scripture that God took a cane away from this place and, and, and led him into the earth? Right. Now, can it be possible? I want to ask this question. Can it be possible? You're going to hear me very carefully. I'm going to show you scriptures. Is it possible beside Adam and Eve that God is so big that he was working outside Adam and Eve and there was another group of people that he had created. What to share right now? What to share? The Bible says, and you're going to read this here. In the book of John, chapter 10, yeah, this year, John 10. I, I'm not going to, that's why I'm saying that because I don't want to get together away. I want to follow my note. John 10. Where Jesus Christ said, He said in verse number 14, He says, I am what? He said, What I am? You know that part, right? He says, I know my sheep and they know me. Just as the Father knows me, I know the Father. So I sacrifice my life for the sheep. But watch verse number 16. He says, I have other sheep. Have you seen that? What he says? I have other sheep too. What it means I have other sheep too? So it means you are not the only one. Am I right? You are not the only one. So when I asked the pastor's question, he says, no, that's a lost sheep. I said, come on. Come on, let's be honest. It's not speaking of a lost sheep here. Let's not, let's not get carried away in our Christian beliefs. Because it says, I have other sheep too. What a sheep. He says that, he says, that are not in the sheepfold. So who is the other sheep that he has that's not in the sheepfold? So when I get back to Cain and Abel and I ask myself about Cain's wife, who really is Cain's wife? I don't have the answer. But is God not so big enough that he could be working house at what we normally believe in? Come on, child of God. And I'm going to ask you a question because if only that we emphasize on Angelic, in John 14 and verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. If we only emphasize on that, then I want you to know, if those that never confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, then what happened to Abraham? What happened to Moses? Now you cannot put Abraham because when you talk about Lazarus, and Lazarus was when the rich man, the crowd of the rich man cried out to Abraham and says, Abraham, he says, Father Abraham, send Lazarus. Now because of him, say, oh yes, Abraham is in heaven. Then what about Moses? He said, well, I'll include Moses. Why? Because Moses showed up in the Mount of Transfiguration. Why? Because of the covenant that God had with Abraham covenant that God had with Moses, then I want to ask you a question. What about the covenant that he had with his chosen people, the Jewish nation? 
So are we going to cut them off and say, no, Abraham is in heaven, Moses is in heaven, but not the Jewish race. Come on, let's be honest. Shall I have God? Can we just be honest? You see, I'm not going to change the way you think. I'm here just to make you think. I'm just here to make you think. It is so easy to condemn other religions. But tell me something. You tell me something, and that's the problem. Is that you tell me is two thirds of the world is going to be wiped out because I've been born. I've I, I've been born. I've been born into a Muslim home. I'm five months old baby. I'm a five month old baby. Or let's just say I'm year old baby or eight months old baby. I die because I'm born into a Muslim family. And where does my soul go to? Because I'm a Muslim household. Does my soul goes to hell? I'm only eight months old baby. Come on, child of God. So does that mean because you are born, somebody's born in that religion, it means they are condemned? Come on, child of God. Where has Christianity gone wrong? Where have we gone wrong? Is our God not so big enough? Because child of God, I look at this here and I want to show you this here. I want to bring this and say, the Bible says the book of Romans chapter, uh, uh, sorry, Mark chapter 15 and verse number 39. Hear this here. In the Bible, when the Roman saw officer who stood facing him, saw how he had died, saw how he had died, he exclaimed, this man truly was the son of God. He made a made a confession. I want you to know, here is the Roman soldier who has been trained to torture, who's been trained to crucify. He's been trained. He has been trained to honor the Roman government. But yet this Roman soldier Yet this Roman soldier has made a confession. I asked myself a question. Why did this Roman soldier make a confession of that sort? Because he's been used, let's be honest, he's been used seeing people tortured on the cross. It was a norm of people being crucified on the cross. He's been used seeing people being beaten up on their backs, on their bodies. He's been used to them, but what made this so different from everybody else that had made a confession? And the confession he made is truly this is the Son of God. There's two points I believe that is so important. The number one point is that he was drawn close to the cross. How close have you drawn somebody to the cross? Come on. How close have you drawn anybody to the cross? Or are we just pushing the non-believers away? Are we just pushing the Hindus away? Are we just pushing the Muslims away? How are we just pushing them away, child of God? And you cannot deny this. If you believe like the way I believe in what, let's not talk about over the years, but let's talk about the recent few weeks and months what has been happening, child of God, has there been so much of anger and has there been so much of hatred that towards Christianity, have you seen something? They have now painted all the Christians with the same brush. Come on, child of God. Come on. What has happened is that they hate Christians so much instead of drawing them closer. What we have done, we have pushed them away. 
Who's pushing them away? Not themselves. It's the Christians. It is the church. It is believers that are pushing non-Christians away. That's why, do you realize something? Do you realize this here? It is more harder for a non-believer to get saved. Have you know in the time we're living, why? It's because of the way Christians are behaving. If I have to, I'll use Kirit because he's, he's understanding, and I, I can even use Andrew because he's understanding. If I have to say some bad things uh, about your mother, Kirit, if I would say some bad things about your parents, uh, uh, Andrew, and some really bad things, talk about their personality and talk about the character and talk about the spirit that's upon them, how would you feel? Angry. So you talk upon their spirits what's happening they're developing anger and hatred how can we embrace them into Christianity right now how can we embrace them right now how can we really do that it's because what we have done we have pushed them away so where have we, I believe this is where my point is right now I want to be a Christian I want to live a life that Jesus Christ has chosen to me do you know why I don't believe what the Muslims believe upon Jesus Christ? They believe he's a prophet. You see, I believe he's a son of God. Come on, child of God. So that's why I will not embrace Islam. I will not embrace it. But I will not talk bad about it. Are you with me? I will not talk. I will not. I, I know what the, the Hindus believe about Jesus Christ, that all gods are one God. But child of God, I just have, I was sending a message this weekend. I was sending a message from a non-believer. I was sending a message and, 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 and I said to him, you know what's going on with our families and with COVID-19 and things about that. We need to come together there and pray for the family and, and stand together. And he said to me, you know, he says to me, you know, I'm a devout uh, Hindu. And, I, and, I, and, I, and I'm not doubting, and I love, he says, I love my religion very much, but we want to embrace it. And I thought to myself, God, this is like an odd question right now. How, how do I come across without hurting? And so I thought to myself, and I never rushed through, and I thought to myself, and I said, my exact message, and I'll tell you my exact message that I said to this young man on, 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 on WhatsApp. Let me just find it so that I can tell you exactly how I said it to him. I, and this is what I said. I said, I, uh, I said, I said, uh, I, I, I'm not going to mention the name. This is firstly, I do not believe in religion because I have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, and I will not compromise my faith in Jesus. Neither do I condemn your religion. So I want you to understand and know where I stand regarding Christianity. See, I'm not condemning religion. You understand? See, if I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, you don't ask me to pray in the name of God. But I'm not condemning your religion. I'm not here to condemn your religion. I want you to know where I stand. So I believe that God is so huge, God is so big. I believe right now that God is so big. You tell me something is God, is God, is God that's going to that gonna allow people 
just to die because and say you are punished. Then I think about, like I mentioned for a few times, I think about the Gandhi and I think about the Nathan Forrest situation. I think about both of them right now. And I think how, because Nathan Forrest, a religious leader that have confessed Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior, yet a racist, yet a leader of the Ku Klux Klan, come on, child of God. God, do we put Nathan Forrest in heaven and we put Gandhi in hell? But if you look at it, that how Gandhi served humanity, he served humanity. My honest belief is I'm not God to condemn Gandhi. Come on, child of God, let God be God because he's a father. He's a father. I don't know about you. As parents in that are here right now, how many times your children messed up and yet you embrace them? Come on, child of God. How many times, how many times you said in your mind, maybe not vocally, I wish you was not my child. You understand? I wish I had a child of that sort. But yet when the, when, when the shit in the fan over that child, you never walk away. So I don't think so, my heavenly father, that is so full of love that he's going to walk away from millions of people. I don't believe that child of God. Then how did Abraham get into heaven? How did Moses get into heaven? How did Elijah get into heaven? Come on, child of God. What about David? What about Rebecca? What about Esther? What about Ruth? What about Naomi? Come on, child of God. What about Daniel? What about Meshach? He should. Was a Shadrach, Michigan, Ebenego. Have you ever tried to pronounce the name? Not in the right order, but differently, you'll get stuck. What about all of these people, child of God? What about them? And so what are we, what the church has done? The church right now has condemned. Why? Because we believe in the scripture. John 14 and verse 6. Angelic, John 14 and verse 6, where Jesus said, he said, Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. But child of God, I want you to watch it. The original translation says, this is what it says in the original translation. Go and do some research. And the, and the message translation comes very close to it. This is what the message says. Jesus says in the message translation, let me bring that out to you. This is what he says. You got the message there, Angelique? No. Jesus said, what's the difference right now? Now, the King James, is that the King James there? Okay. The King James where he says, I am the way, right? I am the way. But the message says, Jesus said, I am the road. So child of God, Let's be honest, if you step into the road of Burlington, is this Burlington Drive? If you step into the road and say, I'm standing in the road right now, get me to church. Would the road get you to church? Or do you need a vehicle to get in church? So what is the vehicle if you are on that road this morning that can get you to church? Jesus, I am the road. I am the road. What you do in that road is your problem. 
become a child of God. Am I making sense this morning? Am I making you understand some things this morning? I'm not diverting you on believing in Jesus Christ. I'm not going to change your mindset. Neither have I lost it, but I'm here to make you think. I'm here to make you think this morning. Why? Because I'm sick and tired how we condemn people. Let me tell you something. If I condemn, if I condemn uh, Raymond, if I condemn Raymond, can you come here, Raymond? If I condemn this handsome young man, amen? If I condemn him, if I condemn Raymond, Raymond, if I condemn you, would you love me? Would you begin to grow hatred towards me? Would you begin to grow anger towards me? Would you want to come to my house? Because every time I see you, I condemn you. So if I have a prepare, if I have an invitation for you, my brother, and let's just say for argument's sake, I prepare the best in everything you love, and I know you love cakes and cakes. And I prepare everything you love, and I put it on that menu for you. Because of the way I condemn you, would you want to come meet my house? That's what's happened to the church. That is what's happened to the church. We are so full of condemnation. And then we want to tell to the Hindus and the non-believers, our God is a good God. Our God is a God that answers prayers. They ask in their mindset, they said, if your God is not answering prayer, if your God has a prayer, how come Jesus never changed you? Because Krishna has changed me. Muhammad has changed me. Come on, let's be honest. Let's be honest. How come Jesus has not changed you? You're still a hypocrite. You're still so nasty. You got curses in your mouth. You hate people, man. You backbite, man. Come on. How can I trust you because of the way you speak? How can I trust your God because of the way you speak? Am I speaking sense this morning? Come on. Am I making you understand something this morning? There's a lot of Hindus I know that are lovely people, man. Come on. There's a lot of non-Muslims that I, there are a lot of Muslims that I know, man. I mean, there are wonderful people. This guy that does that, what that, uh, that, that feeding thing, what's it called? Food for life? What is his name? Suleiman? Suleiman? I mean, he doesn't feed South Africa. He feels throughout the world. Come on, child of God. My question, this is my question right now. Is the man that does so much of good, is he already condemned to hell? But we are condemned because why? Of his religion. Because you know why? I'll tell you why. It's because we have become God. We are, I believe, let God be God. Let God be God. All I'm here to do this morning is I want the love of God in my life. So what changed, what changed that Roman soldier from confessing that this is the Son of God? I believe it was the love that Jesus showed on the cross that says, Father, forgive them. He says, man, I was the one that beat you up, but yet you're here to show me love. Come on. I think about the thief on the cross. That he never confessed, man. He never confessed. But yet Jesus says, today, you will be with me in paradise. Yet it's hard to say to somebody, that person is such a wonderful person. You know what? They're going to go to heaven. It's so hard to say that. But yet Jesus says, today, you will be with me in paradise. He never confessed Jesus Christ. 
He was a thief man. He was a notorious gangster. But yet he said, remember me in your father's house. What is it about Jesus Christ on the cross that that of the love that they saw in Jesus Christ, that he stood himself from the Godhead. And so what we have become, the first point, Angelique, the first point, and I know, I, I know you said to me 10 minutes, am I right? Right, the first point, we, most Christians, are, are the first point, and that is exclusivists. That is exclusivists. We are so exclusive. Angelique, can you just put that for me on the board? Jesus and Jesus alone is the only way to be saved. Child of God, if you're so exclusive and you're so caught up in this year, and you say, well, when last have you given a year's salary? And say, I'm giving a year's salary to what the mission field. Because you're so caught up in reaching out to people. We are so exclusive that only Jesus and Jesus alone is the way. When last have you won somebody to Jesus Christ? When last, child of God? Come on, child of God. It shows our love. Yeah, Jesus Christ stripped himself of the Godhead. He stripped himself of heaven. And with the love of the Father, he came upon the earth. He came upon the earth. He, he rebuked Peter. He rebuked Peter and says, put your sword away. I'm going to tell you something. The Roman soldier that seen somebody, not that he was he was used seeing somebody. It's a fake. He was Jesus Christ portrayed everything about being a fake to come and replace my king, the Roman Empire. He called himself the king of the Jews. But yet the Roman soldier said, Truly, this is the Son of God. Why? It's because of the love. We are so exclusive, Allah God. We are so exclusive in our belief, yet people can't see the love of God in our lives. Am I right? They just can't see Jesus Christ in our lives. They can't see us being a place of love. Most, most uh, uh, people stand upon John 40, we are so, well, even I spoke to a pastor. Well, you know what John 40 says? Jesus, I'm the way, the truth, the life. And no man goes to the Father. You know, you know where, I, where, where I get them stuck? You know where I get them stuck? I said, so explain to me, Cain's wife. Please explain. Give me some biblical background on Cain's wife. Show me about Cain's wife. That she was from Adam and Eve. Show it to me. I want to see. I can't prove it out. This is, is God not so big enough that God can't be walking? Then I bring to them, I says, this is what, this is what John 10 verse 14 verse 6 says. He says, I have, and you can put this verse 6, I have other sheep too. I like I will bring it too. Not just you. That was me. Am I right? When somebody said two, I've got to go here too. It means I just don't have one place, but I have a few places. Am I right? So I just don't have you as my sheep, but I have other sheep too. So the question is, who is the other sheep too? 
And he says here, they are not in this world. says, they are not in this sheepfold. So what is this sheepfold? They are not just in this Christianity sheep. Are you with me this morning? That's what the Bible says. Now please, I'm not, I'm not here for, for your debate this morning. I'm here to show you God's word. I'm here to expand God's word. I'll tell you something, when I hear these lecturers lecture to me on this subject, it took me apart. It changed my mindset. You know what it made me believe? This is what it, my belief in Jesus Christ is strong. My love for my God is strong. I will not be anything else because I'm, I'm a Christian. I know what Jesus did for me, child of God. My relationship with Jesus Christ. But then also with that, I'm not going to write anybody else because Jesus Christ himself said in the book of John chapter 12, John chapter 3 and verse number 17, I do not come to condemn the world, but the world might be saved through me. Am I right? So how we go about condemning everybody else? How do we go about putting everybody else in hell and say, you're going to go into hell. You are going to go into hell. Salvation is found. In the book of Angelic Acts chapter 4, the exclusivist. This is just the exclusivist. Acts chapter 4 and verse number 12. Salvation is found in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given to mankind. Which we must be saved. But Angelic, can you go to the book of Genesis chapter 18 and verse number 25. I think it's Genesis 18 and verse number 25. I, I stand to be corrected. Genesis 18 and verse number 25. And in Genesis 18 and verse number 25, this is what it says there. It says in Genesis 18, and I just open it quickly. Genesis 18 and verse number 25. This is what the word of God says. I just want to show you right now. He says in Genesis 18, he says, he says, and this is what Abraham, when he came towards destroying Sodom and God. Surely you would do no such thing, destroying the righteous along with the wicked. Why would you be treating the righteous and the wicked exactly the same? Now, love God, I cannot call a non-believer wicked because they're a non-believer. Come on, let's be honest. I cannot, and I will say this again, I cannot call a good non-believer wicked because they are non-believers. Come on, child of God. Now, is that not a prayer that, that, that God hearkened when Abraham asked him? He said, okay, go ahead. If I can find five years, I will spare the city. Come on, child of God. So how dare we go about condemning all of the non-believers? How do we go about doing it? How do we go about doing it is god so merciless come on child of god because then i want to understand the scripture again i want you to help me to understand the scripture again in the book of john 10 and verse number 14 he says he says i am a good shepherd he says i am a good shepherd and as a good shepherd i have other sheep too come on child of god as a good shepherd i have other sheep too he said, which is not in this sheepfold. They are not here. So I look 
look at now, I look at this, this, this Roman soldier. I look at the thief on the cross. I look at all his disciples. And I think to myself, none of them actually made a confession the way you and I made a confession. So what happens to them? Are they all condemned in hell? Are they all condemned in hell? Because you and I have said it out, Jesus Christ is Lord and my Savior. We are going to go to heaven. So I want to ask you a question this morning. How dare we go around and condemn everybody else? How dare we go around and condemn every other religion, child of God? How do we do that, child of God? Is it because the love of God does not, is not in our life? Is it because that we show no love? Now, how is God being displayed in your life? How is God being displayed in your life? Where is the love of God? So I want to talk about this here, even as I will go, because, child of God, I promise you, I cannot, that's one reason why I chose to sit down, because I want to follow my notes. So we have the exclusivists, then we have the inclusivists, and that's the category I belong in. And you'll want to know why I'm there. Angie, can you show that? Is it the exclusive? Jesus and the confession of Jesus leads to salvation, also believes it is possible, though uncertain, that salvation exists outside of Jesus Christ. Are you with me? It's uncertain. But because I'm not God, I want to say God is a loving God. I'm going to say God is a merciful God. I'm going to say God, let him be God. Let him be God. And we don't know how, well, you'll be shocked. You'll be so shocked that there'll be people in heaven that you never expected. Never. What do you do that day? Seriously, what do you do that day? But how many of us, how many of us that we know, you and I know, you and I know that over the years that we have gone through, we have condemned non-believers. How many of you would love a non-believer? How many of you would love that? You would say, man, I wish you had my pastor this morning. I mean, you, I was so proud of my pastor this morning. He opened up scriptures to us. What was my pastor doing this morning? My pastor not make me think, change my thinking that, you know, Jesus Christ, the salvation in other religion. He says, no, Jesus Christ is the way that's in the life. But we are not here to condemn because we are not God. We are not God. What happens? You see your best, the best of the Hindu that you know on the day of judgment, they stand before God. How does even though they were, you know they were good, but in the back of your head, you thought they went well. How would you feel on that day? How much I God? I'll show you something. We are as Christians are best of people. We are really messed up big time. We are messed up. Then you get the, the plurals who call, Andrew, can you show that? This is the first time. The confession of Jesus is one way to be saved, but not the only way. You get them. Then you get another, another group that's called the universalists. And they believe the death of Jesus was enough to save the entire world. And that is that what Carlton Pearson fell into that category. Carlton, if you can go and read this here, 
in, 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 in 2005, uh, the, the American, uh, from the American way of life, Carlton Pearson, and the statement that he made, child of God, Carlton Pearson was an inclusive, inclusive, but he became a universalist. What he believed, he believed that Jesus Christ dying on the cross can save every single person. That means there's no hell. There is no hell. It will be sad. It will be sad to know some of the past that have gone into hell. Why? It's because we have died with anger and hate against other religions. The Bible says this is what the Word of God says. You know the Word of God. I've taught you the Word of God. Even if you eat your brother in your mind, you've already committed murder. And the Word of God says no murderers will go into heaven. So we can hate them. Jesus Christ. I have other sheep too. I have other sheep too. So could they not be your brother and your sister, but yet we hate them? We hate them in our mind. I want God to be God. I want God to be the judge. I want to change my life and say, God, I want to love everybody. I want to love the non-believers. I want to love people, Father, and let them see the love of God in my life. And you be God. God, you know. Have you ever seen this here? Have you ever seen that? Have you ever, Geneva and Titus? Let me just speak about my both months. Where are my both months? I know Geneva, you're a Titus. Come here, boy. How many times have y'all seen me put up with either one and you thought, is that it? Seriously, how many of you, how many of you children have been in the place? Why does our parents even put up? It's because of the love. It's because of the love. I believe that we have a loving God. We have a loving God. Amen? We have a loving God. And why he puts up with people, I want you to know, he's God. He's the Lord. He's the Savior. Let him save whoever he wants to save. Let us not condemn people into hell. Come on, child of God. Let's not ask condemn people because of another vehicle that they are using right now. Come on, child of God. Let them be, let him be God. Hallelujah. Let him be the Savior. Let him be the healer. Let him be your deliverer. Let him be God. So, if you define salvation, if you define salvation, if you define salvation with only confession of Jesus Christ and I shall be saved. If you define that means you're limiting to Christian, to Christianity. You've already brought in the limitation. You've already brought, when there's a limitation, this is what limitation does. Limitation already in the back of your head. You know when you limit uh, Shabir, and you limit Shabir, you know in your mind that Shabir is already condemned that Shabir can't go beyond this. He wouldn't. And that's what we have done. We have limited people to the belief of Christianity. It's going to work out. Why? It's because we have one or two scriptures that, that says these things. 
if you go back and do studies on it, you find out there's a lot of things that God has put in the Bible that's actually not in the Bible. It's not in the Bible. And so, how does man, like you look at King John, King, King John, I mean, when he put there, King George, sorry, when he put there, uh, that, uh, that, that man is a little lower than angels. Man is a little lower than angels. That was a wrong, uh, that is a wrong interpretation. Totally, totally wrong interpretation. You understand? We are not a little lower than angels. Child of God, we are the highest creation of God. We are the highest creation of God. So you look at the interpretation of the Bible and how the Bible has interpreted itself and we have ran with it. And that's why we have condemned people. But I want you to know there's a loving God. I want you to know that if you sing this song, my God is drowning. He's so high you can't get over him. He's so low you can't get under him. I'm going to say my God is so big, child of God. I, I want to stop. I mean, if you want to join me as a pastor, we're going to stop condemning other religions. I mean, if you want to stop and say, I want to stop that. I'm not going to entertain that right now. Come on, child of God. Yes, yes. I'm not going to entertain that because we have a big God. Let him be God. Hallelujah. Let him be the judge. Amen. Let him be the God of love. Let him be the God. And if this is why that person must go into hell, then he's God. He's God. So how many Christians have confessed Jesus Christ like Nathan Paul's and born into hell? But yet because they confess no ways, no ways, they are in heaven because that's the limited, that's the minds of Christians. That is the minds of Christians. That's how we are right now, child of God. That's where we are. I want you to know this morning, I want to do what God has called me to do. I know it's a challenging message this year. I don't even feel challenged this morning. Amen. I know it's a very controversial issue this year right now. I know what I'm coming up against right now. Amen. I don't want you to agree with me. Stand up with me. But believe in God's word. Believe what God's word is saying. Because, child of God, I think there's most of us, and not every one of us, we have a lot of Hindu people that we know are good, exceptionally lovely people. Come on, we know that, man. Come on. They have got such good characters in them. And you want to ask yourself this question. Not even some of the Christians are like them. Have you been there? Not even some of the Christians are like them. And so, because that Christian right now that's not like them, has confessed, they are going to go to heaven because of the confession. It's for love. There's no serving. You understand? There's nothing of that sort. But yet there are Hindus and Muslims that portray such a wonderful life out there. How would you know the reason I'm a Christian is because of what Jesus did in my life? You know what Jesus did? And that's why I want to say this in closing. No religion can make me do this. We have a relationship with my God, but I've got it through Jesus Christ. Amen. But it's not my place 
to condemn other religions. It's not my place to put them in hell, child of God. It's not my place to hate them, child of God. It's not my place as a church to say, listen here, you are serving false, you are serving this, you are doing that. There are demons. Come on, it's not my place, child of God. I'm here to tell you something. Let God be God, hallelujah. I am a child of God. Let me portray love. Let me draw somebody close to the cross. Let me draw somebody to the cross. My, one of my messages is going to be nearer to the cross. Near to the cross, child of God. Question I want to ask you that you say, Pastor, this is the third. Please don't mispronounce him. So, well, you are homosexual, you are lesbian, you are uh, bisexual, and you are this and you are that, and you're going to go to hell because you're a this, you're a lesbian, child of God. I want you to know, how many lesbians do you know that have come close to the cross? But rather, we have pushed them away. Come on. Have you allowed them to come close to the cross? But because they're a lesbian, I want nothing to do with you. Come on, tell Am I right? We have not allowed them to come close to the cross. But yet, because of the sin, we know it's a sin. Hey, you're going to help you. Sin. You know what my you know what I've learned over the years that I became a Christian? Love the person of the sin. Am I right? Love the person and not the son. And so if that Roman soldier can draw close to the cross, draw somebody close to the cross and let them see the love of Jesus Christ. Every head bowed. Give God a cup offering. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's stand to your feet. I would like, I honestly, for those that have listened to me via Zoom, for you that are here this morning, I would love your feedback, your honest, not as a good message, not as a good word. I'm used to that. I'd like to know what you think about what I preach this morning. I'd like to get your feedback. For those that are on Zoom this morning, please give me your feedback on what you think on this morning's message. Uh, please don't debate with me. I'm not here to debate with you. I'm not here to debate with you. I'm not here for you to raise a question against me and for me to answer. I'm just opening up the world. I'm just opening up, you understand? I'm just making you think. That's all I'm doing. I'm not changing your thing. I'm just making you think this morning that what we should be doing is not pushing people away, but loving people. So give me your honest feedback. Later this morning, I'd like to know what your honest feedback. Honestly, I'd love to hear from you this morning. Let's stand to our feet as we get ready right now. All right. It's really a challenging message. It can destroy a church. It can really shut your church down. But I'm a man of God. I know what God has done. You know what? I say something. If not all of you, I made you a better Christian. Amen. I just made you a better Christian this morning. Amen. I was so scared. You know what time I came to church? You all know what time I was in church this morning. Jay said to me, Dad, you're dressing up early this morning. I left home watching this morning, quarter past six. 
quarter past six, I was I left church. I was in church this morning at about 25 past six. You know why? It's because I spent the entire week, the entire, not the entire, few weeks I spent on this message. That's why I said to you a few weeks ago, I'm not ready. I really want to be ready. I'm so blessed with myself. I am so blessed with myself. Seriously. I am so blessed with myself. And so this morning, I know I made you a better Christian. I know I made you a better Christian. And so this morning, I know with this mindset this morning, I believe there's going to be hope for somebody else on, on the outside. I strongly believe that. Amen. Go forth and share with your non-believing families. Tell them what your pastor preached this morning. Go forth and say, I want to say, your pastor actually said that this morning. I want you to know that we are learning the word of God. Amen. Father, I thank you for the wisdom, the knowledge. You know, I, I want to give honor to this, this Baptist guy. You know, there were some years that I, I wanted to meet Dr. Howard because I love Capital so much. Another man that I want to really meet is Dr. Howard. Honestly, he is a doctor by profession, but he's given that up. And now he's a doctor of theology. But, child of God, this man, and together with the older of Baptist preachers, they have changed my mindset. My preaching has gone to another level. I pay for this every month. I really pay for this every month. I pay in dollars. But what I come back with, it's like exceptionally awesome. You understand? So if there's ever a man that I want to meet, I want to meet Dr. Howard. I'm telling you something, Dr. Howard from a Baptist church is such an amazing man. And so I want to give them all prayer. You know, uh, I want to be grateful to them, even though they may never hear me. But I, will, I, I, I normally send it up to them on my emails that I've honored you all this morning. And I spoke about this. So I, I give them feedback. And so, uh, really, they have changed my mindset in so many things. Come, let's just pray. Father, we thank you this morning, God. Father, I believe that people that are here this morning have heard the word of God. And God, I believe the word says that whom the Son has set free is free indeed. Therefore, I believe through your word this morning, God, that each and every one of us has been released and we have been freed, O oh God. And from today onwards, God, I believe, O oh God, that we do not go out, God, because there are other sheep too. You have other sheep too. That's not in this fold, oh God. And therefore, God, we don't know who are these other sheep, oh God. But we don't want to go and condemn the non-believers because they may be the other sheep, oh God. The Muslim may be the other sheep, oh Father God. The Jewish may be the other sheep, oh God. We don't know, Father. But we know that you know all things, oh God. And the world says that they know your voice, oh God. This morning, not even Christians know your voice, oh God. But yet there are people out there that knows your voice. And the voice that they know is, I got to be good. The voice that I know, I got to change my behavior. I got to change my character. I got to change the words that come out of my mouth. I need to be nice to one another, God. They hear the voice, my God. I got to serve, my God. I got to love, my God. And we, all of us that are here this morning, know there are such non-Christians, God. Where the Hindus, where the Muslims of God, they are out there, Father God. Therefore, help us to love God. Help us to embrace our God. Help us, God, to 
draw somebody to the cross. What makes you so different is because of the cross. And that's why they will be drawn to the cross. Because why? They see it so they see something different in your life. They see something so different in your life. And I want to say this morning, this morning, if a Muslim invites you to the house for heat, would you go for it? You will say no, am I right? So when you invite them to church, what do you think they're going to say? You know what? I'll take a porridge plate because people know where I stand. They know where I stand. It doesn't mean to say and we can't vote for something else. It doesn't mean to say. And that's where we go. No, I so you no, but I invite you for the cinema. Every advisor, we're gonna pronounce the prediction at the count of three. One, two, three. Our Father, charge in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. I will be done.